On today's episode of Relative Currency, what I learned is the value of what you have is, is greater than any reward potentially paid out. It actually was the, you know, uh, what is it, bird in the hands were two in the bush. The idea that you're staking, getting money on your coins that you never really received. I mean, that's the crazy thing. Like we're taking a haircut um, on, on these different payouts and all the interest that we were supposed to have received on these platforms and have never materialized. We only lost principles. Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a while. We're chatting about financial things. We're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks, and loans. Financial literacy. It'll be that and so much more on relative currency. Currency, fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Relative Currency. I'm Frank here with Lisi and Treffin, and we're so glad you could join us uh, for this podcast today. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed uh, to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, um, not Stitcher. Sorry about that. Stitcher is gone. Uh, we're on iTunes, Podbean, um, Google Play, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the major podcast platforms. Be sure to visit relativecurrency.com and you can join our newsletter there and get a free wealth building guide, which I think you'll really enjoy. So today, you know, there's a lot happening in the world of crypto. Certainly the crypto winter is still kind of going on. If you look at the crypto market, go to coin market cap, you know, pretty much all the major coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, BNB, Litecoin, whatever your coin of choice is pretty much off his all-time high, well well off his all-time high. And so as we kind of um, kind of wind down this winter and show signs of kind of entering another potential bull run, a lot of the uh, bankrupted uh, companies like a Celsius, a Block 5, Voyager, FTX, they're, they're getting closer or some have already reached settlements where they're returning uh, some lost assets to customers. And so just a quick overview and recap, we did speak about this on another episode called Zero Degrees Celsius, where I talked about, you know, how I actually lost a significant amount of money on the Celsius platform. And so what happened just as a little bit of an overview is many people had had either, you know, put had cryptocurrency on these uh, centralized platforms that were either promising interest or return of interest or staking or something like that. And so they had custody of your coins. And so due to financial mis- financial, financial mismanagement, they lost uh, a lot of money and a good significant amount of uh, the coin value they were holding. So they went into bankruptcy and now lawyers have gotten involved and judges have gotten involved and we're getting to the point where, you know, financial settlements have been voted on um, in different in different cases and, and distributions will be paid um, probably in the next within the next three to six months on most of these different platforms. So the conversation tonight or or today, uh, the conversation for this is what should people do with the money they get back? I know that there is a temptation because most most people are receiving maybe between 45 and 65 percent of the money back. So it's certainly a loss um, for most people who are getting anything. And the question is, how do you build that back uh, in a smart way? Obviously, you know, you it is, some people will say, hey, I'm going to throw it back out there on something risky and hopefully I'll, you know, double, triple my money. 
Is do you take your money out, put it in the stock market? I think there's a number of, of different ways and approaches. Um, you know, one, one one approach I would I would say is, you know, certainly the first thing that I would say to anybody getting back crypto um, is to make sure you secure it on on the, on your hardware wallet where you have control custody of your keys. Um, no 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 third no more third party applications unless you're buying or selling. Obviously, you have to be on a exchange to do that. But certainly in storage, you know. Don't worry about the staking as much. I think that what we all learned or what I learned is the value of what you have is, is greater than any reward potentially paid out. It actually was the, you know, uh, what is it? Bird in the hands were two in the bush. The idea that you're staking, getting money on your coins that you never really received. I mean, that's the crazy thing. Like we're taking a haircut um, on, on these different payouts and all the interest that we were supposed to have received on these platforms and have never materialized. We only lost principal. So Something to consider as we, you know, get get our get our payments back, get our money back, is that you know securing that that uh, you know uh, crypto, and then also you know some people will say, hey, I want to get out of the market, I want to liquidate. I think that's a fair thing too. I want to get into something like stock, I want to get into real estate, I want to get into something, you know, that's not as volatile um, from a standpoint of just you know the the, the platforms around it. So all of that, all those things are certainly on the table, and I think that. What, what you have to consider is what is your risk profile? I, I think for myself, and I'll just answer this before I throw it out to Alicia and Treffin is for me, my risk profile is, hey, I was in crypto. I know that there are ups and downs in the value, you know, certainly platform, you know, wise, I, I feel like I made a mistake in choosing the wrong platform, but I believe in the technology. I believe in the platform um, that crypto is on its own outside of, you know, a centralized exchange. And so I'm going to stay long in cryptocurrency um, and hopefully over time, you know, just being able to incrementally the dollar cost averaging and just general prices rising, um, and, you know, in in in, um, in the assets, just kind of, you know, make my money back that way. Uh, fortunately for me, you know, my time horizon is something we've mentioned on this call a few times and also referencing a, a book for by Morgan Housel, The Psychology of Money. For me, my time horizon is far enough out to where I'm happy to get something back that I can put to work. And I think that's what, you know, um, you know, you have to consider also, you know, if you were close to retirement or, or this was something that was you really needed, it's going to hurt a lot more than if you, uh, you know, maybe had some years to spare and you were just kind of uh, maybe more speculating um, with, with 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 what could possibly be. So you know, that's just my thoughts on it. Um, you know, I'll let Alicia and Treffin jump in if you guys have any ideas, thoughts on, you know, what people should do in the aftermath of these payouts coming and, you know, safeguarding assets in the future, as well as, you know, potential other investment ideas. You going? Okay, I'll go then. Um, so for me, it depends. Um, I'm not sure how all of these settlements are going to be paid out. Um, I'm sure that some of them are going to be paid out in crypto. Some of them are going to be paid out, I guess, in what uh, what you invested, I guess. So for me, if you get paid in crypto, depending on whether it's higher than what it was when you got in, uh, if it's higher, I would just, I'd take most of it out. If the money's important, like you said, if it's lower, um, I'd put it in a safer place, keep it invested in crypto. Um and if they pay you back in cash, I would definitely do the same. I'd put a little bit back into crypto and then go into traditional uh, finance. 
I think that that's the key thing is to make sure that all the gains and stuff that you're making in crypto, that you're putting a bit of that into traditional finance because it's becoming more regulated. It's still very much like the wild, wild west. And there are cycles, as you said, we're probably going through a cycle of uh, great return soon, perhaps. Um, there's definitely a happening coming and that typically has um, a lot of indicators for higher returns, but uh, I would definitely look at the fact that there didn't used to be these types of investment platforms when Bitcoin started, and there didn't used to be these alternative coins or these alts when Bitcoin started. It was Bitcoin, then it was Ethereum or Litecoin, and then you had all these other things that came about. There's going to be new things that happen. I've talked about this before. There are going to be new trends. There are going to be new tools and new resources and stuff like that that come out. I'd say before you make any decision to reinvest into crypto, I would say look for what the new thing is in crypto first before you make a decision to do that. And then um, decide how much you can invest and how soon you're going to get out because that's really important. Don't invest in all these things thinking you're going to stay in it forever because every time something new comes out there's always going to be a hacker or there's always going to be some negligence and stuff like that that happens so make sure you're not putting 100 percent of what you have in there for me there are a few different platforms that have not given me back uh, money that i have lost if i were to receive that money i would probably put something like 10 percent of what i get into crypto and then the rest back into traditional finance stuff not because i don't trust crypto but because there are a lot of regulations and i don't really know what to expect and i'm not really able to keep up with all of the the changes and stuff that are going on right now i'm starting to I'm starting to like the things that I like in crypto and I'm not liking some of the newer stuff. So I, I was never into uh, the whole earning interest and stuff like that. That was something that I kind of shied away from. Um, but I did really like Uniswap and that was something that paid off for me uh, really well when I was using that platform at the beginning. Um, but then I also got out of that particular platform at the beginning. They didn't, as far as I know, experience any loss, but I feel like I got out at the right time to say, like, it's great to use this platform at the beginning. It's good that I got rewarded for using it at the beginning. And I don't see any reason for me to continue to keep my assets in something that I don't have control over or that needs to be locked away um, through another party. So as you said already, Frank, make sure that uh, you actually have control over your stuff. Lending your assets to somebody else, there's a risk there. Um, if you're receiving money back, I think uh, for me, I would be very happy if I could. And I think I would take most of the money and run. But that's just my own opinion. I'll wade a little bit into the fray and say that, you know, one way to handle the risk is to also designate um, crypto as a certain percentage of, of what you're going to invest. And, you know, when you look at how your investments are doing 
and you essentially rebalance, you just keep it at that percentage, whatever that percentage is that you're comfortable with. If you, you know, if you consider crypto to be speculative, people typically say, you know, two to 5% of your portfolio um, is a, is a good allocation for, for speculative uh, investment. Um, and so that could also guide how you would deal with any settlement in terms of apportioning it. You know, your tolerance for crypto may be, you know, 25%, 50%. I mean, it's, it, it all uh, is relative to the individual, but I think that could be a, a good um, guiding principle in terms of how to, how to handle these type of situations. Now, of course, we all don't want to, you know, be in these situations more than once. Um, but I do think that, you know, it can't be said enough. You've got to be in control um, of your own assets and, you know, anything that you delegate in the, in the hopes of obtaining interest or, or what have you, um, it has to be also a reasonable amount that you're um, willing to never see again versus just dealing with, you know, rises and falls in your, in your holdings in general. Um, but I think that uh, you all have said very well um, what needs to be said, and I'm not going to go on and on, but those were my uh, two cents. And a, and a wise two cents that it was, so we definitely appreciate that. Again, we want to encourage um, listeners to subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, um, not Stitcher, why do I keep saying Stitcher, iTunes, such a habit, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play. I miss Stitcher. <laughs> iTunes. Google Play, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the major platforms. Please uh, check us out there. I want to say one last thing, actually. Go for it. So I do agree that you should make the decision about how much you can invest, but it's always really useful to have a third party or second person to maybe look at what it is that you're doing and give you their opinion, Uh, especially somebody who is either a professional in finance or maybe someone who's related to you, someone in the family, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, you have your finances together, because that person is going to look at it and say, we can't really afford this, or yeah, we can afford this much, which hopefully is a little bit less than, you know, what the decision you're making to put in. Um, because I feel like not having children not having not being married maybe or not having your finances connected with somebody else that might make you take a lot more risk than you should and it's important to make sure that uh, you're paying attention to not just your future but the future you might have with um, your family and you know things like that i feel like if i had that i would have taken a lot less risk i guess i would have made a lot less money but there would have been some risks that I wouldn't have taken uh, as far as uh, how much I put in if I had had someone say, ah, that's a little bit much. Why don't you put a little bit less in there and we can put some of this towards something else. Um, but I would never think about that by myself. I'd need to, to talk to someone. Good, true story was at the first time when I first started investing in cryptocurrency, I had a roommate who was a finance guy. Bitcoin basically went up to 20K for the first time. I told him, what should I do? What should I do? He said, sell it, sell it, sell it. I said, no, it's going to go higher. So I kept my money in there and then Bitcoin dropped to something like half of what it was at. I was really sad because 
I lost a lot of money. And I told him, ah, oh, you're right. He goes, you didn't sell. You should listen to me. A year later, Bitcoin went right back up to 20K. Same thing. I asked him again. I said, what should I do? What should I do? He goes, sell, 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 sell. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll sell. I'll, listen, I'll take your advice this time. He's a finance guy. I sold. But then I started doing my research after I sold. Instead of uh, trying to, you know, invest back in Bitcoin, and then that's when I found out about ICOs at the time. And then that's when I put some of that money into ICOs. And when I put some of the money into ICOs, I had a really, really big return on that. So, yeah, listen to your partners, your friends, your family, especially when they're warning you and they're telling you things like a little bit too much. Yeah, definitely. Um, you got you to have a balance. I definitely agree with that. So again, um want to thank all people for listening. Um, you know, we're on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all major podcast platforms. Visit us on relativecurrency.com, join the newsletter, get a wealth building guide, which we think you'll enjoy. And uh yeah, so so I, again, want to thank all the listeners. We appreciate it. Uh so for Alicia and Treffin, I'm Frank, and we'll see you guys very soon on an episode of Relative Currency. Thank you for listening to Relative Currency. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms.